Well, 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 well. Run her the second. You better not say third. We are here on the Kara <laughs> Dangerous Talk YouTube channel. Finally, it is Amen. August the 7th. Yes, it's been a long time, Run. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. It's been long and short because summer is really flying. It's flying by. Man, did you know I heard, well, I read somewhere that scientists said that the earth is spinning faster and that we lost like a couple of milliseconds on our day. So days are actually shorter. It's not just in our minds now because we're older. Okay, good. I'm glad to be confirmed. <laughs> man. I was kind of paranoid about that, but it makes sense to me because I thought it was a... Uh, I thought it was just Sunday yesterday. Boy, I'm telling, was, you, you know I'm telling you, the week just <laughs> went by so fast on Thursday. I thought it was Tuesday. Yeah, I'll get confused, man. This is crazy. You know how you have, I have phone call. People call me. I thought I'm going to return this call about a day or two. It'll be two weeks later. I said, geez, time is getting away, you know, if that's a thing, really. But I think they also doing that CERN thing over yeah. in Europe. It's messing with, like, time portals and vortexes. That's crazy, Ron. Yeah, what do you people find seeing UFOs these things. What do you find out about? I don't know, man. It's everywhere, but you know, a lot of people <laughs> seeing stuff moving. They think it's stars, UFOs. They don't know what it is, and you know, there's a lot of stuff gonna be happening before the end of the year. I mean, you got this, you know, other stuff going on. Like they're trying to really shut down the whole world right now again. Ron, you scaring me because last time, you know, you told me about the Mercury retrograde, and I'm telling you that Mercury retrograde. People joke about it, but it was crazy. You said that it makes people it makes people have bad communication. And I'm telling you, even when I tried to reach out to you sometimes, you're like, Karen, what are you talking about? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, Ron, you're right. Just bad communication, that whole Mercury yeah. retrograde. Just crazy. Yeah, There's some other stuff going on. Like You look at people that's out of their element. I think what's been the last two years, people's fears and anxieties have been very much amplified. Mm -hmm. And nobody know what's coming next. I mean, it's people on edge. You just can't look at a person and know what a person's going through right now. So I think that we all can be a little bit more kinder and patient and loving and lovable towards others as well as ourselves. Let's take a little time, figure this stuff out and move accordingly if you can. You know what? And talking about the Mercury retrograde, I think I had a conversation with you, somebody else I know in my personal life, about how powerful the moon is and how the moon has the power to pull the ocean. Now, yeah. if we're made up, if we consist of mostly water in our bodies, what the hell do people think it does to us? The fact that people mm -hmm. don't pay more attention to understanding the moon and what it does is, is insane. Well, most people don't care. They're more concerned about the Cowboys going to Super Bowl this year or, you know, what the Lakers going to do about Russell Westbrook and uh, all this other stuff. I mean, people are not concerned about the things that really are important. People's value systems are really screwed up right now as in, in general, not as individuals. Now, you got people that care. But as a whole, people are really screwed up right now what their priorities should be. Yes. And we want to thank everybody watching. We got somebody that's in the chat said they from Chicago. Thank you so very Chicago. much. Thank you. Thank you, Law Beats. I, we, we, look, we respect you, too. We appreciate it. Um, look, Ron, I don't know what's going on with you, but you seem low energy, baby. But we ain't been together in so long. It's time to get high. <laughs> Reunited, baby. and it feels so good. Yeah. Well, come on, baby. Get you something to drink or soda <laughs> or some caffeine. It's about to do.
<laughs> look well me and ron got some trending topics for you coming your way and we got to catch up because like i said i haven't been around so i'm gonna take it back to a couple of weeks and some stuff that i missed in the news that we have got to discuss but first you guys know what we got to do we got to play that intro because it ain't right unless we show y'all where we at Talk that talk, talk that talk. Oh, you know why? <laughs> oh, you know why? There he is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's right, that's right. We back up uh, in the house. <laughs> oh, I feel, I feel so much better after that theme song. Yeah. Oh, Love that's me. great. The gift yeah. that just keeps on giving my theme song. <laughs> <laughs> that is wonderful. You know what, Rod? Like you said, things are just so crazy out here. But you got a chance to uh, have a little fun this past weekend, right? You <laughs> yeah, I did actually. Yeah, Judge Joe Brown, Sam Brown downtown. Yeah, that judge. Yeah, we had saw he was at Chuckles Comedy Club. I wasn't expecting to see him. I was there to support a friend. He's a comedian named Marlon from the ATL. He's a very funny guy, and he was opening act for Brandon T. Jackson. You know, who I found out was also a pretty funny guy. And you had him on your show, a very yes, uh, I did. revealing show. I mean, he was very like vulnerable and uh, honest. So it was interesting to see him in person. I didn't know he was that short though, but you know, he got a big personality <laughs> and a good heart. Now he's a really a people person. He's not uh-huh. pretentious or anything like that. He's the son of a preacher man, Bishop Wayne Jackson out of Detroit. Well, I'm a but, preacher man. <laughs> yeah, but he's a good guy. I like his energy. He's not, you know, and, you know, it's interesting. I had no idea. Uh-huh. That he was originally cast in coming to America as Eddie's son. Eddie wanted him and he turned it down. Wow. So I gotta ask him about that. I actually could be interviewing some time today, but I gotta ask him about you know why you do that. Uh <laughs> because right. he also he was in a you know, they had a Beverly Hills cop pilot mm-hmm. that they filmed back in 2012 or 2013. He was playing Eddie Murphy's son in that, and that never came out. It was done through CBS. So that'd been interesting. But I mean, Brandon, like. If he didn't walk away from Hollywood, he'd probably be up there with Michael B. Jordan right now. Because you look at some of the films he did, not only just like the hood classes like Lottery or Roll Bounce or Big Mama's part, you know, Big Mama's like Father Like Son with Martin Lawrence, but mm-hmm. he did Tropic Thunder, which is a great movie. And the fact that he did it at a young age, he was up there with you know Tom Cruise and Ben Stiller and Robert Downey Jr. and Jack Black. He was already there. And doing classic stuff, and he walked away from it, it was interesting. Yeah, he did. And in that interview I did, uh, he explained perfectly the reason that he walked away and how when he wore that dress, he just felt like his world was turned inside out. You know, all the conspiracy mm-hmm. theories about black men uh, wearing dresses in movies. And then that's how they reach a higher rank in Hollywood. Exactly. But it's a it's a it's to defeminize them, to feminize them. But he said it just totally messed up of his world and i mean some people saw it as he could have kept climbing but for him you know he had to slow down kind of get back to raising his kids and growing himself and now he's back out here telling comedy and you and you saw him so he's a good dude whether you agree with his politics or you know what he feels he believes in or whatnot but very good interview though ron very good interview yeah i enjoy you got a lot of great classic stuff that needs to be you know listened to and watch uh starting now actually people should go in your archives and also you got a a podcast you're doing it correct as well too 
Yeah, for the Ebony Podcast Network. So those who want to listen to the show and not necessarily see our face all the time, you can listen to the audio episodes on the Ebony Podcast Network, also on Spotify as well. But you know what, Ron? It's been a lot of crazy things being said, but sometimes I feel like you you it's important. We always talk about words are important, but questions yeah. are important. Mm -hmm. And some questions are just better left unasked. Do you know what I'm telling you, brother? Just don't even, I wouldn't even put my, some <laughs> questions, you don't even need to put yourself in that position because mm -hmm. you don't know what people are going to say. And let me give you an example, Ron, of what I mean. You guys act black for $500. <laughs> oh, freedom. Oh, freedom. Oh, freedom of me. Now, see, I don't know about <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that, man. I don't know. I mean, come on. What's oh, she trying man. to say? What's she, she trying to hit us with a little Negro spirit or trying to you going around well, asking white folks how to act black? You know, you got to be careful with that. But you know, like the boys, Dr. W.E.B. Du Bois said the greatest gift from the Mar uh, from the Negro was just the uh, the sorrow songs, the spirituals. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's the foundation. We are the foundation of America's cultural identity as well as economic power. And we have yet to get the credit for it. A lot of us, you know, don't want to deal with that. But you know how I was thinking about how Buster Rhymes them saying that hip hop was born in the Caribbean. I said, if hip hop was born in the Caribbean, then where is your version of James Brown and Aretha Franklin and Marvin Gaye? Yeah, Buster Rhymes was whack for that. I heard that too. He's, yeah, something ain't coming from the Caribbean like that. No, right. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> Everybody want to make up some. But, you I know, like Buster though, but I just don't know. Buster Bus, I like them too, but let's not get crazy. Sometimes people catch on a little later than others, and we try not to judge, but sometimes you're like, how can't people get this? And mm -hmm. but I have to say, when it comes to one of the, the biggest hip hop stars right now, and I'm talking okay. one of the babies, not the the baby this time, <laughs> but little baby, little he baby. has grown up a lot and you know you see this in his interviews but i want to let's take a closer look to see how little baby feels about using the n-word in his songs because you know they like every other word in a lot of these rapper songs so if the biggest superstar is talking about it we got to hear what he has to say here we go i don't even like saying nigga in my song you catch i say hit him now my shows be so white when I say nigga and they say nigga, that shit do something to me. Like, for real. Like, I got the whole crowd saying nigga to me. I start saying hitter. Like, I just be saying hitter. I don't be saying nigga. Like, you know, I'm a sicker than my vocabulary, but for the most part, like, I try to take that out. Cause now, when I'm in the booth and I'm rapping, I, I gotta think about the my fans who I'm rapping to. Okay, so he's saying now, little baby saying he's learned that. You know, when you say the N-word in your song, it's going to be people who don't look like you, who who aren't in your race, who not your color, that's going to be repeating those words back to your face. <laughs> Bro, why are you looking like that? I, it's just, um, I commend him for that. I mean, I don't have no problem. He don't even have tattoos. He said he's against having tattoos, I think. So I, I, I think he's yeah. like, you know, he's a different guy. He got to move the way he's going to move. And I applaud him for staying true to himself, to that own self be true. But I'm also thinking about what Beyonce recently had to took out the word spaz. They thought it was a slang. That was crazy a to me. It was, it's, too, it's too much. Like, right. you even think about Michael Jackson with that, uh, they don't really care about that song. He had mm -hmm. Jew Me, Sue Me, Kike and all that. 
we are the least protected class of people on the planet when it comes to people just taking us and exploiting us black people are the least protected because i can remember puffy remember when we did all about the benjamins mm-hmm. and then stacked chips like hebrews and clyde davis is his mentor got mad and they took that out i'm saying but what about y'all saying see i'm looking at what's going on with black media right now mm-hmm. see dolores tucker i love tupac and he is lyrical y'all retarded if y'all y'all told them <laughs> you don't think tupac was and he is lyrical but see dolores tucker was right dr bill cosby was right look what we got now there is nothing we can look at on TV with your whole family without them doing some really over-the-top, homoerotic, whatever, sexual things. Um, 30 some years ago, you had the Cosby Show. You had Different World. We had shows. You had black shows that they didn't really focus on people's sexuality or really get going to that, that, that area. But now, every black show on TV got to have that part of it. Ron, you ain't lying because I was just watching BET's College Hill, and it mm. it wasn't the best show, and I, I I didn't watch it in the past. But it's got Ray J on there. It's got Nene Leakes, who's very okay. funny. It's got um, India Love and uh, mm-hmm. some other girl, and and Big Frida, and okay, I and you. then just um, coincidentally, I was on my phone, and a picture of the Different World cast popped up. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, wow, it's amazing how we went from having a show like The Different World where we actually see actors portraying black HBCU students, you right. know, coming from different walks of life to the point now we have to rely on a reality show that is filled with celebrities uh, making a mockery. Actually, <laughs> uh, I mean, most of them try to take it uh, serious, but, you know, it's just it's a shame that we can't really have those. It just always got to be a reality show. It can't. It can't be a program like you saying, you know, um, a show like the Cosby's or a different world. And it was plenty of those, even on living single, you know, yeah. back in that time you saw yeah, the yeah. actors wear those HBCU shirts or just college shirts to represent. And now mm-hmm. we really don't have that. And when I look at social media and I see these teenagers and these children, they talk with attitude. Like they're all trying to act like they're some, housewife on the tv um i saw a little boy the other day um he went viral because one of the big blogs posted his content but then mm-hmm. in his story he replied to the people who were saying something negative to him and he was all popping his neck and uh like y'all don't know me and y'all mama didn't raise y'all and you know basically doing his little nene leak stuff you know with the neck rolls and i'm just thinking to myself okay that stuff is all cute and comedic and stuff but when our children are that's all they are um taken in the music is sexual the the tv sexual it's just sex 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 i mean i feel like when i grew up sometimes there were only certain channels that was going to have all this sexual content on you know the the channels that you your parents had to you know put a little extra money on like cinemax or something stars you know whatever but now it's like the kids could just go online they can look up porn before you even talk to your children about sex they already don't seen a penis in the vagina so you might well just forget it you gotta have that conversation with them before the world teaches them what everything is and then they teach them wrong but just hearing what you said it, it just it's i don't even know how we can get ourselves back in a good place with this it, it, it's really just gone too far. It starts with the artist like little baby taking a stand. You know, mm-hmm. it's problematic. I mean, the, that word in itself is problematic for a lot of people, but it means like Chaos One does a great job of defining what that word really means mm-hmm. from his perspective. He he provides historical sources and stuff like that. And I think a word shouldn't have that much power to begin with. But then again, 
you look at hip-hop and rap they're casting spells you know what i'm saying like they're speaking death into the community you sowing seeds of death and destruction into your own community uh i can't name any group on the planet that have songs that discourage their women the way that rappers do and you know they're targeting black women because they won't allow them to say all those things if it wasn't targeted towards black women around so you know at least protect the group of people when it comes to artistic exploitation yes we are and it was a rapper, um, XX Existentian. Hope I said mm -hmm. his name right. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I, I watched a documentary on him. I, I, I believe it was on Netflix. It might have been Hulu. But if you want to watch it, just Google it. But mm -hmm. at first, you know, I didn't like the kid that much when he was alive. You know, he got shot down in Florida. Somebody tried to rob him um, yeah. while he was in his car. Yeah. And um, this guy, he he battled all these demons. He fought people on the street. and you, But but kids loved him because he talked about the depression and anxiety and how to get through it and you know i was trying to be the devil's advocate and learn more about him because some of his music was okay it was different it was just like alternative hip-hop he put a little rock into mm -hmm. it so i was like okay this kid's kind of different in one of his posts he said that when he went in the studio they were very specific about making sure that the music was on the right frequency Right. And he said that they they use frequencies to get things in people's minds subconsciously, mm -hmm. and so you know this is a and when I read about it, this is one of the controversial videos he made, and he was known for making other videos, and you know people think it was a plot for him to die and all this. And when you get deeper into it, but it's just amazing how we always go back to the devil being over music and um yeah. how they can use but you can use anything for the bad you know god can mean stuff for your good but evil can mean it for your bad you know we can always it's kind of like you know it's a thin line between that sometimes and mm -hmm. i think we just need to uh, make our children aware of it that music can uh play off your emotions if you're already emotional and you go out here and you seek this downtrodden music it's just like alcohol you know if you yeah. know if you already said alcohol it's a right so it's gonna make you feel you know down if, if that's where you want to go so we gotta we gotta pay more attention to what we're taking in you know it's interesting you brought up uh xx tatashion whatever his name is <laughs> i didn't know he existed till he got killed back in july but i think it was 2018 right. and i started listening to his music the guy was very talented he reminded See? me of like a kurt cobain or bob dylan right Kate. right it's definitely depressing to listen to like he was on oh certain, my god I, depressed list. I couldn't listen to all this stuff i'd be crying ain't gonna lie i was crying on something that stuff like this is crazy but he did a song about a, a girl mm -hmm. that was a fan i think she was from cleveland or ohio or somewhere like that i know what you're talking yeah, about and she, killed, and she killed herself allegedly but that song was powerful that song is a that. nice song yeah but she lives on forever in that song even though she died young and you see i mean he, the man had this very um I don't think he was a tragedy though because he used his gift to communicate with a generation that's been neglected or marginalized or made invisible so he was a voice of a generation and i always say he was the tupac and people got mad because like you look at basketball you compare everybody to jordan for better or for worse mm -hmm. like come to rap i compare everybody to tupac for better or for worse because he was lyrical i don't care what nobody say but you look at the fact that XXX was signed to Empire Records like King Von and Young Dolph. And uh, I think they both, all three were signed, if I'm not mistaken, right? Well, they signed to Empire, had a deal with Empire or something like that. I feel like you said that before, but I can't, um, I can't. Be and then a the brother from that. Dallas, the, the guy, they you know, King Von and Young mm -hmm. Dolph and uh, XX, I think they all were signed to Empire at one point. I feel like that's and then true. And Mo3 too, I think. Yeah, Mo, he was signed with... Um little bootsy in some kind of way 
Like I saw him with a little boosie with, on Mike Tyson's hot box with Mike Tyson, and next thing you know, he was dead. So my thing is, these guys, they are pawns. They are collateral damage in a war that a lot of us don't even understand. But Kanye broke it down. See, I see Kanye is undefeated like the internet. As far as he takes some L's, but he's undefeated. Look at Pete Davidson. Can't, can't compete with no Kanye, man. Well, they uh, just broke I got up, six billion bro. reasons why. But, you know, he broke it down on drink champs about the frequencies and all this stuff. Like, you think about it, the reason why when you look at Kendrick Lamar, he's smart. He's mm -hmm. an old soul. He's simple. The old school cats, like the funk guys and the Marvin Gaye's. Them guys had heart and love in their music. Curtis Mayfield could say the N-word, and it don't come out as bad as some of these rappers do. I'm your pusher, man, all that stuff. They had love and soul. They could be dysfunctional in their personal lives like David Ruffin. When you hear David Ruffin, that's heart and that's love and that's soul. And that's missing from the music right now. It's soulless music. Soulless music. Right. That's why they got simple, the old school cats, because Marvin Gaye, now they try to make Marvin Gaye a serial killer like Jack the Ripper now, but that's another story. Red, red, uh, red lipstick alley, that BS. But you listen to Marvin, no matter how conflicted he was in his personal life, he put all that love, that tenderness in the music. And like Luther Vandross. I mean, Luther Vandross. I mean, come on. He, he'll take somebody else to the when that's there's right. no one there to right. hold you tight. I'm sorry, I got a Spanish. No, no, but it was said when he died almost 20 years ago. But I'm saying right. Luther, man, was amazing because he'll take everybody else's song and make it his own song. That's how powerful he was. Yeah, and, and you know, XXX, he said that he wasn't going to live past 21. Yeah. And his mother and him had a good relationship, and they didn't because she had to kick him out sometimes. He would, he would just fight people and record it, and that's how he went big because he could mm -hmm. fight. Like, he could really he fight. MMA, he was, MMA guy. <laughs> he was crazy, man. He was like no, a was man. Wild, he had energy, man. He had the energy. But he did have something about him that once you start researching him, it, it's like – it's like you you like them, but you don't. It's like I know I don't need to like this kid, right. but it's something about him that seemed redeeming. But it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, he was a he. Was, I think he was a good brother. I don't know him. He was conflicted, and you know he went through his demons, but he left he left a legacy behind. I, I know when a little Wayne, because he was I guess he was a follower of little Wayne. Little Wayne and him did some things, and that "Don't Cry" song was very powerful. Little Wayne simple his vocals. And you tell the man had he was coming from a real place. You know what? What? what so when we go back to it, little baby, I can respect the fact that he understands now that he shouldn't be using the N word because even people like Nipsey Hussle, who music I really love, it's every other word Nipsey was using the N word. Nah, he's not lyrical. Like, can can he joking. not think? I was like, could he have not thought of any other word to rap with? You know, instead of the N word, I don't get it. But to take this subject even farther, you guys mm -hmm. gonna love this. I have a clip from Mike Tyson's podcast, Hot Boxing, mm -hmm. and they take this N word conversation to the next level. His guest on this show is none other than one of my childhood legends, Keenan from the Keenan and Kale show. We all love Keenan, so here we go. <laughs> I'm so happy no Amazing. one called me and said, "Stop that fucking nigga word, nigga." <laughs> You know, sometimes you get the ADS, you know, these people. Mm -hmm. Niggas not good no more. No, and that ain't never, gonna take nigga. I like been. that. They're gonna take <laughs> nigga from us now. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're getting ready to take nigga. I like nigga. Now that's something oh, I like. No. The white man gave me, they're gonna take it away. Mm. So, how you gonna stop people saying the word nigga? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's true. Though. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a battle worth fighting, man, because that word has got the worst connotation. It's, it does. And it's holding back. A certain respectful outlook I don't feel, on this I don't culture. feel held back. I feel ascended. It's not holding you back. 
That's the truth, though. But he's dead serious. Yeah. I know. He's definitely I feel holding the respect. Being a nigga. I won't call him an Afro. I'm not an Afro-American. I'm a nigga. Yeah, that doesn't work when you're trying to get a job. You know yeah. Well, they know. Everybody know right now. I'm a nigga. Anybody want to hire me? Anybody want to hire Mike Tyson for anything? I know. I know. I'm fucking blowing billions. I am a nigga. Look, that's part one, okay? But Keenan, I'm. Uh, everybody was proud of him because a lot of times when people talk with Mike Tyson, they get intimidated yeah. and they just right, they just let him be right. <laughs> But Mike Tyson, he wants to be the N-word, Ron. He wants to be the N-word. And I'm like, are we somebody to stop him wanting to be the N-word? Because there's some N-words out here. Yeah, but I mean, you got to look it back, you know, take it back to Naga. You know, like, Karis One breaks it down. It's not what we think it is. Like, the word black, a lot of things, it's all about what you answer to. I don't know problem nobody want to be what they want to be. I respect that. I respect, because I don't believe in treating somebody like you want to be treated. You really respect the person, you find out how they want to be treated, and then you decide you want to treat them like that. Because a lot of folks got low opinions and low self-esteem of who they are. So you might not want to treat them like the way they want to be treated. So what I'm saying with that is that word is not is only as powerful as you make it to be. It's like with Dick Gregory, his autobiography is called nigga. And he said, every time somebody say that word, that means my book is selling. It's becoming a bestseller. But when you own something, it's like when somebody tried to expose your past. When you own your past, they can't hurt you. When you own something that was meant to hurt you, you use it as your own tool for empowerment. That's how I feel about it. But my thing is, us as a people, we don't really have a, a true knowledge of ourselves anyway. Mm-hmm. Therein lies the problem. Because if you look at the music, you know, like I said, it was soulless music. Most of them great artists came through the church. Even Snoop Dogg was in his church choir. Mm-hmm. And you're losing me. Tupac, you know, very musical, very lyrical. He had the Curtis Mayfield and Marvin Gaye touch but you don't have that in rappers right now because you gotta look at where they came out what did tupac say about thug life the hell you give little infants fuck everybody this is a thug life generation they got fucked by everybody this is the the druggy generation i mean yeah but the the syrup and the, yeah. well, the syrup's kind of old now but the meth and the pills which is a white academic uh academic too but um I, I, it's it, this is a layered thing because I don't feel like we should be using the N word necessarily on each other, especially in front of white folks. Like if you were gonna use it, I would use it with my homies and nobody even would hear us. But when I was in college, I had some black um, peers who gonna tell me that they don't care if white people say the N word if they know that they cool. And I'm just like a white person. I don't I don't care. I don't I don't care who you is. I don't care if I breastfed a white child. Um, like a mammy did back in the day. I don't want you calling me the N word. I don't even want you calling me Negro. Okay. I don't. I don't want you even calling me. I barely want you to call me black. Cause I, but I, I'm. I'm just being silly. But I don't. I don't. I, that don't sit right with me at all. You know. But mm-hmm. I, as much as I love Mike Tyson as one of my favorite champions, I guess if anybody has been a nigga, he has definitely been one. Let's go to part two. This is who I am. To tell you that that's not the case at all. You are a brilliant man. You know what I'm okay, saying? Okay, I'm not too. I'm not word, too. I'm not too. No doubt. I'm not too. I think the misunderstanding of trying to reclaim something that is attached to such bullshit still to this mm. day. I'm not listen. I'm not gonna go that route. I'm gonna. I'm. The, I'm a nigga. Yo, what you doing is beautiful. I'll support you, but I let me stay a nigga. You, you did. However, the continual usage. 
like that is going to be a positive for the culture is mm. the, the biggest misunderstanding in black culture right I know, now. Well, maybe it's not, but it hasn't. It's proven, it's proven you wrong. You got white people saying that, and you got everybody. The world is bigger than you ever can conceive. Yeah, but How we are also the most hunted people on the planet because mm -hmm. of this disrespect towards this culture. Like we looked at as less than, and that word perpetuates that mindset, in my right, opinion. So, so what you want us to be? You want us to be... We want it to be safe. We, we want warriors. It to be safe. Look at you, man. You're the you most fucking ferocious motherfucker that ever you, walked the planet. You could be a warrior and not be ferocious. You could be a warrior of yeah. mine. You can be all of that shit, but you are to be respected. And I feel like the uses of Listen, that word cuts into uh, that. I, mean, I have a problem with it. I mean, I respect both of their points of views. Well, if I was in front of Mike Tyson, he could be whatever the hell they want. I'm telling you that now. He could be me. Sure, Mike. Just take my identity. I don't give a damn. I mean, both of them make valid points, but my thing is, I, our problem is we too concerned about what other people think about us instead of what we think about us. You will never get the 100% approval of anybody outside of yourself. If you can't even love yourself enough to claim who you are and stand on who you are and what you believe in, then nobody's going to respect you anyway. You know, a lot of us want to be like, my thing is you shouldn't let white folks have that much control over who you are as a person. Nobody should have that much control over anybody in terms of it comes to self-determination. So I don't have no problem with, I mean, I had white folks say that stuff in front of me and stuff. It was weird. They called themselves that. You know, Tom Hanks' son, who was mm -hmm. a wigger, I guess. But Tom Hanks might be, might have an interesting background. You look at his hair and stuff. <laughs> look how he looked, but his well, son was now, you know, you know where Ron, you right. He may have a little Negro blood, you right? Know, Most of them do. came out recently who found that on that, that DNA show that he got black blood. I forgot his name, but you may be right. Yeah, but look at even Jackie, Jackie Kennedy had a black background. Her daddy was called Black Jack for a reason, Black Jack Bouvier. Mm. So she got black in Humphrey Bogart, you know, Clark Gable, tall, dark, and handsome. Uh, was God named John Heyman who discovered Billy Holiday and Count Basie and Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen? Mm -hmm. Him and uh Jack Jackie Candy got the same the Vanderbilts. Now, mm -hmm. all these folks got black blood in them anyway. You know, mm -hmm. who 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 ruled who ruled Europe for several centuries? Who to who gave Spain its cultural identity? Black folks from uh, the Moors from Africa. So we everywhere. We are everywhere, but you ain't finna. You trying to? Oh no, man, I ain't even gonna go there. No, you gonna, I was about to say you ain't finna tell me Anderson Cooper pale ass is black. Yeah, he black. Yeah, you know his mom was gonna marry Gordon Parks, the famous photographer and filmmaker. I know Gordon Parks. Beautiful. Yeah, but Gloria Vanderbilt, she was in love with uh, Gordon Parks. But yeah, they, they, Anderson Cooper's mm -hmm. albino. Here they go with Abraham I mean, Lincoln was black. Pale, he yeah, did look black, black though. Hell, he look like my uncle Nate. Now that I think about it, Abraham well, Lincoln. You, you look at Elvis, right? You know, Elvis. He might be Malongan or whatever. Cause you look at his mom. You no, know, Elvis had a twin. The twin died, but uh, Elvis uh -huh. don't look all the way white. I mean, no, you know, people think, you know, in Memphis, black folks love Elvis down here. My people love. They love Elvis. Elvis looks fine. I ain't gonna people. lie to you. I mean. Uh -huh. I, I be trying to figure out was he really racist because when you look at uh, uh, Whitney Houston mama, she act like he was not racist. But sometimes, you know, white folks who got money and they work with black folks, they be nice to them. So well, I he's can't from the really... ghetto, though. He's from the hood. I mean, he went to Humes High School in North in Memphis. In the ghetto. But, you know, Elvis, he was, I know people that played touch football with Elvis back in the day, back in the 50s and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And he brought Cadillacs for black people and stuff. I remember saying but his favorite uh, preacher was a black man in South Memphis. Named Dr. William Brewster, who wrote Move On Up, Move On Up a Little Higher. Then Mahalia Jackson made a hit. But he used to go to his church on Sundays, listen to him preach and sing. So Elvis, it's not all white people racist. Racism how to do with hate. Hate is racism about privilege and access mm. and leverage. 
To me, a what, about the, a, what about the poor white folks who say, I live in a trailer, I'm poor, I ain't got no money, I'm not privileged. What about them, Ron? They just they don't know how to use their privilege. Like you know, like you know, what what Paul mm. said. Oh, as I a, love far away from white skin. <laughs> he said he hates to see a white homeless because you don't. Yeah, don't it's, color. it's weird. So they could just dress up, right? They can clean themselves up and get a job. I get I got two several degrees. A guy out the street that's homeless and white could get a job and clean up, right? Oh, I love. Uh, well, let me go to this comment first. D.D. Jones says it's enough pale folks claim black. Maybe we can get our reparations. You right? Because I still want my acres and I still take the mule. I don't know what folks be talking about, but I still want my reparations. And Nord yeah. Neal says Anderson Cooper's people come out of Mississippi, just like J. Edgar Hoover. He had black blood allegedly as well. A lot of those presidents had some black blood. I yeah. have recently saw an article about it. I can't remember all the names, but it was it was more than five presidents that they said had a lineage of black in there. Yeah, you know, somebody said, or Warren G. Harding, the one who was um that women were able to vote for for the first time back in 1920. They say he was black. Now they did some DNA and from one of the relatives say he wasn't black, but you know what they say, um mama's baby, daddy's maybe. See, I don't when I look at my ancestry, it's kind of hard to trust the man's side. I look through the women's side. <laughs> <laughs> mm. You don't know they could be anybody, you know what I'm saying? Mama, great great grandma could be stepping out. <laughs> you don't know who baby that really is. Your grandma might have been a rolling stone. You know what I'm saying? You don't know. Just, <laughs> hey, everybody looking different, you know all that. You know, you look at paternity court, they let you know you can't trust your eyes all the time. Talking about the word nigga, I just want to bring one up. Here go a nigga <laughs> right there. <laughs> What's her name? And you see, I put floozy right there. Uh Carolyn Bryant. There's a first Carolyn Bryant. Yeah, Carolyn Bryant or Carolyn Bryant Dunham, whatever. The woman who accused, well, she claiming now, Ron, that she she didn't do it because they don't find the ass. You know, the, we got uh, Shabazz, the attorney, went around with some people to find her. It was knocking on homes, and she was never there. But somehow they finally found this floozy Carolyn Bryant, who's mm -hmm. responsible for you know telling her what was it her brother and um somebody else in the neighborhood uh, they got husband and, a, and a husband's brother jw yes. and they came here she go right here there she go looking old and she got cancer and um well uh, carolyn and she looked like an old race look her head still looked like how it's leaning in that before yeah. photo from back in the day <laughs> and look at that beautiful boy emmett till was a beautiful young man yeah they, man, they messed up that pretty face, though, didn't they? Yes, they did. Ron, they don't act shy now because you got the papers that you just put out. Give us a little summary on what you <laughs> found out about Miss Bryant. Well, she wrote a memoirs with a daughter-in-law back in 2008. And it came out. It wasn't supposed to come out till she died, but some somebody leaked them. And I got uh, a copy of it from a, from a source. And uh, mm -hmm. I read it was 99 pages. I am more than a wolf whistle. That's the name of the manuscript. And the thing about it is she keep on contradicting herself like she even get the day wrong or the date wrong when she met Emmett. she got it listed like as august 23rd when it was august 24th she even get the dates of her husband dying the first one who killed Emmett roy bryant she got his date wrong the year he died and all this other stuff but the thing about it is they have interviewed her over the years you know, the mm -hmm. fbi other people and even when she was on the stand she's kept on changing her story now you know Emmett's great uncle mo's right testified that he heard a, a, a light voice louder than a man's identify Emmett at his home you know that that thing is weird because the incident between Carolyn and Emmett it took them four days for them to get Emmett so they never told his uncle anything I promise you had they told his uncle 
the whole family would have left the same day from Mississippi. Mm -hmm. So we know many that, families run right that had moved back in the day when yeah, they, they had, had moved, a trouble like that. Oh, yeah, most definitely. People disappeared. See, people say, Well, his uncle was a coward. He did everything he could know how to try to save his uh, great, great, great nephew's life. But it's a thing, it was a thing that happened in Mississippi back in the 40s called the Atala County Massacre. This is the same county where Oprah Winfrey was born, where a whole family was wiped out by a white bootlegger because he said one of them stitched on him and sent him to prison. So they wiped out a whole family. Mm -hmm. so you just believe Emmett's family would have got wiped out that night or that morning you never heard about Emmett Till because they all been buried secretly down in Mississippi took off the planet so this is what I mean the fact that he testified in court pointing them out that took bravery and he had to leave for Chicago as well too but with the Carolyn Bryant thing my problem is this they say she's legally blind they say she has cancer she's in her 80s Bill Cosby's legally blind he had health issues they still gave bill Cosby those prison blues and he survived three years they tried to kill him in prison with their package you know to see the see stuff um not mm. cancel the other thing but the thing about it is white folks are crap they'll protect their monsters and devils to the end of time they'll let their devils and monsters down their deathbed never spend one day in prison and that's what they're doing carolyn bryant they knew where she was there for months the daily mail I think there's a paper in Britain or whatever. It is. It's good. They down, right? They said mm -hmm. she moved months before. That means she was tipped off. And they moved her to Kentucky. Like the Underground Railroad. They're always moving around. Because I heard that um, the last governor of Mississippi was actually her nephew through her first husband, allegedly. Mm -hmm. His last name was Bryant, the guy who was governor of Mississippi before this person, I believe. But white folks always protect their people. We throw our people on the bus, whether it be R. Kelly, Bill Cosgrove, even Mystical. You don't get no, don't get none of us the benefit of that. We are willing to throw our people on the bus. Well, white folks will move their people around, like Dunn Imus, mm -hmm. like uh, Paula Dean. They don't. The Seventh Heaven show still on, right. even though the man actually said he actually was with the underage girl and and then yeah. got in trouble again. But they play that all the time, like it doesn't matter. Woody Allen, all that stuff. His family right. still showing, still people doing Woody Allen movies. So America is very much hypocritical. Even you talk about uh. The Britney Griner thing, I get too far off. You just had a brother who died on August the 4th named Albert Woodfox, part of the Angola 3. He spent 42 years in solitary confinement in Angola down in Louisiana. So you can't talk about Russia and China when you're doing people like this here. Solitary Ooh. confinement for 42 years, 23-hour lockdown for 42 years. For Let's something talk he, about he it, Ron. Let's talk about it because Britney Griner is all over the news and I've saw people on social media bring up just what you just said now. Mm -hmm. They said, we worried about Britney Griner, uh, but how many black men over here are hooked up for a dime bag of weed in these prisons? Exactly. And when are they going to be able to come back home and they right here in the U.S. of A? But y'all got Joe Biden, Jim Crow Biden in the office. He helped create the policy. And the atmosphere mm -hmm. to lock up black men and black people for generations to break up black families, and you rewarded him with the White House. Yes, I think love be, they love love him. They oh, we sick bossing like Uncle Stephen from Django. But you know, like even Carolyn Bryant, they sent her ass to Russia with a bag of weed on a one way plane ride. Russia would lock her ass up. Well, they may they may let her go free. I don't you know, never man. know, but but I know one thing: if Trump was president, this would have never happened. Nah, it would never got this far. Cause one thing about Trump, he's he know how to negotiate. He's a businessman. Cause he got he got people out that was guilty. You no, know, Lamar, you know, that ball, the ball basketball player. He actually oh, stole yeah. from that store the in middle, China. The middle brother when he the stole middle brother, right? He oh. actually stole. 
yeah, from that store in China. He should be in prison right now, but Trump got him out. He got out Ace Out Rocky, who was guilty, from my understanding, doing what he and who, Ace Out Rocky, who everybody like now, but he was acting like he wasn't even black before. Talking about he right, got he the, weird. He got the like, with black folks, but everybody yeah. happy because Rihanna don't had a baby with him. But yeah. they tell you the company you keep because if he don't want to be black, then hey. Well, she is an island girl. You know, she's from Trinidad or whatever. Oh, you want to talk about how them island folks do? Bust the bus, Jamaican, you know. Okay. But, but no, nah, but, you know, Trump did a lot of good things he don't get credit for. They still trying to get him not to be able to run in 2024. But, uh, yeah, but Biden don't care about black people. And who the nah. hell gonna vote for Biden? I saw on the news the other day. They said, is the president gonna run again? They were like, well, he's not talking about it right now, but um, he's He's probably will. And I'm thinking, like, who the hell gonna vote for him? I don't. I don't think Democrats even vote for him. He don't never know the answer to nothing. Uh, his people nah. told him he can't answer that today. I mean, he really is sleepy, Joe. He's sleepy. It's past his bedtime at four o'clock or three o'clock in the afternoon. It's past his bedtime. They you got know, sativa weed named after him called Sleepy Joe. Oh really? Oh yeah, it, it makes sense. He's sleepy way through this term and the next term. But I, I just think that um. When it comes down to it, it's up to the people to decide because these people are not our leaders. You are the leader of your life. You got to make a decision to live your life and you got to decide for yourself what you're going to do with yourself while you're here. Because like, politics is weird to me because when you vote for somebody, they're not the leader. They represent your interests. See, whatever your interest is should be leading you to what you need to do in terms of these people because the people that got power, a lot of times they don't vote. They just write checks and don't bounce. They create lobby groups and packs and all this other stuff. It's not about voting, especially now if they're not counting your vote in a certain way. Guys, I want to thank y'all so much for joining me. Thank you for holding on with me, guys, and um, thank you for holding me down. If you want to listen to audio episodes, make sure you go to um, the Ebony Podcast Network. Still got caredangers.com. And me and Ron, we love y'all, and we're going to see y'all next time. Thank you so much. Hit that thumbs up.